Welcome to the Lagan Valley Vineyard Podcast. We are a community passionate about seeing Lagan Valley filled with the presence and the teachings of Jesus. If you would like to connect with us or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website, laganvalleyvineyard.com. Guys, and before I jump in and even introduce myself, why don't we pray? But to pray this morning, I would love for you to just jump on your feet, whether you are with us in person or online. Um, yeah, just, just stand. And if you have your Bible handy or your phone app, whatever, we are going to do just what the Psalms is all about. We're going to pray them, and we're going to pray Psalm 23. So yes, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come. Thank you. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. And even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. You can have your seat um, and make yourself really at home wherever you are. So, To introduce myself, I am Lauren, and I'm part of the team here at Ligon Valley Vineyard, and it's an absolute joy um, to coordinate prayer over the last year and a half, and as you can imagine, the last year and a half in prayer has been quite an adventure um, and quite a party, as we say, a family party. Um, so yes, that's what I do for half my week, and then the other half of my week, I actually work um, in my brother's business in property regeneration, where we just go after desolate, derelict parts of our city, um, seeking to go, how, God, would you rebuild this corner? How would you bring life and hope to this place, not just by a building, but actually even in a model of missional living? Um, so that, between the two of them, it kind of keeps me well out of mischief, but it also keeps me really dependent on prayer. Um, so, but I would say, if I'm being honest in my introduction to you, and even my journey with prayer, it really began 20 years ago this year, as at 12 years old, I took really ill with a virus. And I think from that point, dealing with the ups and downs of health issues, right to 2020, when another virus came knocking at my body's door. And yes, long COVID is real, so if brain fog hits in 10 minutes time, you can cue me, I give you permission. But yeah, all of those times have really taught me what it is to be on an adventure in prayer. And in all adventures, we have the highs, 
but we also have the valleys. Q, Psalm 23, verse 4. So over the last few weeks, if you have joined with us, we have sat in Psalm 23, and we have done verses 1, 2, 3. But before we get on to verse 4, what I really want us to do is to just kind of take a step back and to just hang out again in verse 1. Just as we have prayed to start us off today, we have prayed the Psalms, and that is exactly what they have been created for, a song, a poem, a prayer to God, a conversation really simply with the shepherd who is right here with us. You see, the valley is a time to get real with God, and it's a time to discover him. So today, we're maybe going to do things a little bit different. We're going to picture him, our shepherd, asking us a few simple questions as we walk through this verse. And we're going to be open to hearing what he has to say, not just what I have to say. What I really want you to discover is what does he have to say to you right where you are. So verse one, the Lord is my shepherd. It's a really big declaration of God's character. This psalm is written by David, a skilled shepherd, and he knew exactly what he was talking about when he named God as a shepherd. You see, David knew how to shepherd. From fighting off wolves and bears, to tending them and leading them to pasture, to streams, and even walking with them through the valley. The closest way, I think, to describe God in that moment was for him to describe him as the very thing he had confidence in, a shepherd. David writes confidently, I have all that I need, knowing that the shepherd knows what the sheep need, and therefore, the shepherd can be trusted. So I don't know about you, but I know in my past, but even this last year, I have really needed to know, but actually rediscover who my shepherd is. And sometimes really, sometimes really practically, that has begun by just simply asking, God, help me to know you right now. Lord, you are my shepherd, even when it maybe doesn't look that way or feel that way. It starts with a question and is a simple declaration of, yes, you are my shepherd. So that's where we are going to begin. We're going to pause. We're going to take a moment. We're going to ask ourselves our very first question. And that might feel a little bit new to you. It might feel a little awkward, but this is the year 2021. We have all got used to the moments on Zoom when your internet crashes and there is a long pause. So uh, we're just going to embrace the pause today, guys. And that's where we're going to start, by simply sitting in his presence. And I just want you to know that wherever you're joining at from today, his presence is right with you. You don't have to feel it. It's just there. 
And it's in that moment that we're going to ask him. And we're going to ask ourselves, do I know the shepherd? So challenge yourself with that question really simply. Have that conversation with the Lord. Do I know you? What do I think of when I think of you? Do you know the shepherd? Let's pause. Father, we just thank you that you are our shepherd. And it's from there that we can move on to even explore the pasture, the streams, but also the valley. Amen. Amen. You see, this is our foundation of truth as we walk from pastures to streams and through the valley to verse four, where we land, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you're close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. I remember from about four years old, my older brother would be given the chore of walking out to the garage to get the washing from the washing machine. This was not a small chore, however, when it was dark. It required a bold step out the back door, a swift walk down the garden path to open the creaking garage door, feel around in the dark for the light switch to then hear the whispered sigh of relief of, oh, I made it to then only have to return to the dark once again. And this is where I, the trusty little sister, stepped in. Because you see, I wasn't afraid of the dark. And if anything, I thought this garage walk adventure really was that. It was quite the adventure. So I would rise to the challenge and always Together, we would survive, me and my big brother. This story came to mind as I hung out in Psalm 23, verse 4. But it also came with the realization that, yeah, maybe I wasn't afraid of the dark, but more to the point, 
maybe it was actually that my big brother was right beside me. We all find ourselves in dark valleys at times. And I wonder how aware we are of God with us, beside us, in them. Psalm 23, 4 leads us into the dark. The valley, the life that feels uncertain, the place of fear and what seems like isolation. It is here where we so easily and honestly question God and it is here that we so vitally need to know his character. Who he is when life is not a peaceful stream or a lush pasture, but it's actually a desert, a wilderness. Here in the valley, we are required not to only know the shepherd, but to trust him. Trust even when we can't see it the way through or even feel him with us in it. So yes, do you know the shepherd? But the next question we're just gonna sit in and linger in his presence over is, do you trust the shepherd? And a way to kind of explore that question rather than just a yes or no answer is what areas of your heart waver in trusting him? And if you don't know the answer to that straight away, again, we do this with the Holy Spirit in this space and place with us, guiding us, leading us, God, our shepherd, so allow him to show you, allow him to reveal to your mind, and just go with that in open, honest conversation with the Lord. Let's pause.
say yes, Holy Spirit. We just ask that you would just continue to do that work in us of revealing um, where our hearts are wavering in trust, but also of healing those places, those deep places, those dark places where we need to encounter you, the shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome, guys. The valley. So geographically speaking, in the culture in which it was written, it was a desert, a large desert lying between what was Egypt and the promised land. Deserts are mentioned throughout the scriptures of places of either extreme, danger and peril or refuge and provision. Elijah, Moses, Israel, David, all find God in the desert. Either way, what remained the same was that deserts became places known for exchange with the Lord. It's the place where only God provides and we learn to trust God completely, to know him, to trust him, to depend on him, and to love him. See, even if your story is marked by what has been painful, or this year has felt impassable and impossible, a year of fear, of loneliness, uncertainty, and grief, in spite of this, the valley is where we feel, it's where we acknowledge, it's where we wrestle, but we learn to walk with God. We cannot be self-sufficient and independent in the valley. Sheep in the valley are dead sheep if they have no shepherd. I came into 2020 naively, feeling that it would be pretty amazing and also kind of safe and predictable. How many of us felt this way? And woe how today we live in a world that's illusion of certainty, our self-sufficiency and independence has been somewhat shaken to reveal just that our love for certainty, self-sufficiency, and independence. Yet these things are exactly what the enemy wants us to strive for as they lead us away from knowing, trusting, and loving the shepherd. Not only that, but they lead us away from the flock, the community. And don't you just love that about God, that he did not design us? to be alone. God joins his people with himself, but also to each other. The truth is that I hate valleys, and who doesn't? They challenge us so much to depend on God and to get serious about God. Valleys, yes, are hard, but they are actually so important as truthfully, it can be kind of easy to walk with God on good days. 
So yes, do you know the shepherds? And yes, do you trust the shepherds? But now, I want you to just again in that pause and reflective time with God, ask, do you depend on the shepherd? And another way to unpack that big question is by asking a couple of other questions that go along with it. So where in your life are you operating independently from God, striving for things to be certain, struggling to be independent, aiming to be self-sufficient? And a good way of exploring this question is often to ask yourself, how comfortable are you to ask for help? God or others and others. So let's bring that to him, our shepherd, and sit with that question. Father, our shepherds, we not only want to know you, to trust you, but we do really want to depend on you. But we give you our wrestle because in this world, it's, it's so set up to be independent and self-sufficient and certain. And there's a little bit of us that, to be honest, sometimes longs for that, that safety. But no, we choose to know you. We choose to trust you. And we choose to say, lead us to depend on you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. See, whether you're in the valley or feel like life at the minute is kind of like a mountaintop high, we're called to journey together with God and with others. And really practically, um, how I navigate this each day in my life is by just using two really simple questions. So with God, I ask him each day, who do you want to be for me right where I am? 
right now. And sometimes I have to do it more than once in that day. And it just centers me back to exactly where my shepherd is with me and where I am to be with him. And the second question that kind of goes along with that is around journeying with others. And that is, I ask God, who do you want to be there? Who do you want me to be there for right now? And God speaks. He'll speak in amazing ways, whether that's um, you pick up your phone and it's this person that's just messaged you and it's like, oh, I think, God, you're calling me to just reach out back to them. Or whether he drops a name in your head or on your heart. Um, I just encourage you to just go with it. It's an adventure. So go with the flow of what he's leading. In our culture, we see shepherds leading from behind, usually with a sheepdog calling the shots. Again, this is where I picture Babe the movie. But shepherds in the culture of David's time actually led from out in front. Anxiety. So yes, God, show us that you're already there. Got even moments that are actually in the past where we need to be able to even look back and see you beside us in order to give us that confidence and even in order to give that ability to just trust you more. Will you show us not just where you're already there, but God, I pray that you will also show us where you have already been and that therefore you will not leave us. So yes, we wanna know you. We wanna trust you. We wanna depend on you. But we wanna see you already there. I know um, from my journey, the valleys have been the toughest parts um, of my life. The parts I want to run from have erased from my memory, the scars of the hard and painful removed. Yet it is here that Jesus comes and meets us and he shows us his scars. You see, he too walked through the valley he knows, he cares, and he calls us to trust our scars with his, reminding us that he is whom we walk through the valley towards.
He is the destination. To be more like him, the shepherd is actually what the journey is about. So in the valley, we remember him, Jesus, the one who is close, protecting and comforting all the way through. I love the reality of this psalm, the streams, the pastures, the feast, the promise of comfort and protection, but also the acknowledgement of the wilderness, the valley, and with that, the fear and anxiety that often comes with it. Psalm 23 calls us not to love streams and pastures or even the feast alone, but to love the one who is with us. So do you know the shepherd? Do you trust the shepherd? Do you depend on the shepherd? And finally, do you love the shepherd? We learn to love the shepherd first and foremost by letting him, Jesus, love us. So right now, just want you to pause and we're just gonna, from this pause, move into worship. And that pause is to just simply, you might even wanna change your posture, you might wanna open out your hands and receive his love. If you struggle to even understand the, the first question of do you love the shepherds? And you first actually need to experience that love coming in, that's okay. Just sit in that as we invite him to come. Come and love us, Jesus. Come and pour your love out. We give you all our empty places and spaces. You fill it. Not the things we think might fill it. God, you alone can fill it. So God, come and love. Come and love us. That we may also stand and declare. We love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We let your love in, Jesus. We let your love in, Jesus. We let your love in, Jesus. Come. Jesus. Yes, God, we just um, thank you for that promise that never once did we ever walk alone that you are faithful. And God, if that is even our anthem to go into the week, the month, the year ahead, that yes, we do not walk alone, but yes, you're faithful, you're faithful. And God, we know you, we wanna know you, we wanna trust you, we wanna depend on you, and we wanna love you and be loved by you. So Father, we thank you that you are our shepherd, in Jesus' name, amen.